Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Business Success and Coffee Podcast. With a slight different twist, we're going to talk smoothies today, not coffee. But today I'm joined by Joel, and I met Joel on a networking event, and we've had a couple of conversations since, and we found such a, a synergy in some of the topics and beliefs about life and business, and he agreed to be a guest, so I'm very Glad to have you with us today, Joel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you very much, Simon. It's been a pleasure uh, sharing time with you in the past. And, you know, it mm. was great getting connecting with you. And I'm looking forward to see where this conversation will go. This is this yeah. is the beauty of what we're doing. So give us a little bit of a story behind you. Uh, anything you want to introduce yourself to the listeners with? Sure. So, so just a, the quick overlook is, is basically I... I, I born in Argentina. My parents moved to Israel when I was three years old. And I lived in Israel until my early 20s. So this is really where I call home. And after that, I travel Europe a little bit. I travel uh, South America. Eventually, I end up from all the cities in the world. I end up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I, and okay. uh, this is really where uh, I actually start my adult life. I've been entrepreneur throughout all my life. The biggest part of my entrepreneurship was actually in the real estate world. So I was heavily, heavily involved in the real estate world. And probably around, it's in, in the spring of 2013, my mom passed away. And, and this is, was really a big moment in my life that, that made a tremendous impact in, in my life that really changed everything for me. So looking today at uh, 2021, I, I, it's really this tremendous amount of ripple effect that happened from in my life from that point. And obviously, as the conversation will go on, we will dive into into more of that. But it's really it, it's from 2013. I, I, I have a life. I have a life that happened until 2013, yeah. and a life from 2013. Okay. It was a, a vivid moments of my life that really my life completely changed since then yeah yeah okay well i'm looking forward to hearing more perhaps about that and uh, and some of those changes that have taken place now when i asked you before we we started the recording about what you were drinking you mentioned that you were just finishing off a smoothie so tell us a little bit about the the routine you have in the morning perhaps and and how the smoothie plays a part in that sure so so I became a very health conscious. So, so you asked me what do I drink? So I drink a lot mm. of water. Yeah. I drink uh, actually. I, I make my own my own tea with some mint leaves, and I'm cooking um, ginger and turmeric root. So I really make. Right. I, I really I actually really put effort into that to make sure that yeah. I drink my herbal tea, and and I start my day with with a smoothie and, and making sure that there's a lot of. It seeds in there, nuts and, and, and coconut water and flax seeds and flax milk and just making sure that I nurture nurture my body yeah. very well. I usually eat about six hours a day, six to seven hours a day. So 
I usually start eating uh, around 12 o'clock. Right. Uh, so, so, and then I eat until probably until about six or seven o'clock every day. So I try mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, I fast on, on daily basis to make sure that I give my body an opportunity to. Yeah. Do you, do you find, cause um, you know, we're, we're digressing a little bit here, but I remember trying to do a little bit with, uh, you know, eating less throughout the day. And you know, I'm one of those people who has to continually keep nibbling on something. So I would try to go without breakfast and not eat until lunchtime, but I would constantly be craving something to, to nibble on, something to just take a bite of. And I, I went on a course some years ago and I was introduced to juicing and smoothies. And I found that that was the one thing that gave me the sustenance that I needed so that that literally would take me through to lunchtime, you know, without all the, the bread and everything else that I you know, found myself for sugar things or artificial sugars. Um, the, the smoothie and the juice really, really helped me get through that period. And the craving to just have a little bite of something continually throughout the morning had gone. Do you find that that smoothie helps with that as well? So I, I literally can be full with the smoothie for hours and juicing i juice also so yeah it's really we our body get everything that it's need we, with the, the good smoothie and few glasses of juice a day you really don't need anything else yeah um, but it, it there is sometimes i have curbing for just having the feeling of chewing something and having the feeling yeah. of feeling full because like i don't really feel full however yeah. it's not it's 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 no, our body need the nutrition that it need and, and need the, the time to to digest those things. Yeah, yeah. So you've given us an idea of of this of the smoothie and some idea what's in it. Is there any favorite ingredient that you put in a smoothie that perhaps you don't put in every day, but if you really get the chance to get hold of it or you want to have a special treat, what what's something favorite that goes into the smoothie? So I am a creature of habit. So, I, <laughs> so, so, so it's 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 berries. Making sure that there's berries in it. Yeah. Okay. And blueberries. There's oh. these wild berries that I actually yep. can buy here that they're high in oxygen. Basically, anything that I can um, increase the antioxidant in the body to make sure that it's fighting any yep. um, inflammation in the body. So this is really why I'm so also the. Um, the hemp seeds, the the, the the some other seeds that they put in yeah. there, these nuts that they put yeah. in. So basically, all the purpose of my eating, and again, the greens that I eat. So I'm I'm very cautious of what I'm eating. Yeah, and it is a lot of greens that I eat. I'm, I'm a vegan and I'm a gluten free. So I'm making sure that my body get all the nutrition that they need. Yeah, yeah. And the main thing is to make sure that they reduce inflammation in the body. Yeah, this is yeah. really important right. thing. Good. So, and I love berries. So as soon as you said berries, that was me hooked. You know, anything that's got berries in it, you know, blueberries are my favorite um, you know, berry in the world. I, I love slow berries as well, but normally that's when I mix them with alcohol for slow gin or slow vodka or something like that but that's a different drink altogether for a different podcast perhaps okay so thinking about the 
I, I, I want to stretch this out a little bit. Thinking about the time of change from 2013 to now, what would you say was the most significant aspect of that period for you? So, so let's go back a little bit prior to 2013. Mm, uh, so as I share, I, I came to the state in the early 90s and been entrepreneur throughout my life. And, and, and around 2009, I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So the reason that I'm eating healthy is because I actually were able to heal myself uh, with the right nutrition, with the right breathing, with the right yeah. meditation, with the right, really doing the right things for my, for my body and my mind and my soul. Uh, however, when I was diagnosed with an auto, autoimmune disease, um, I was barely able to walk. There will be times that I will be laying in bed for weeks without really? the ability to, to get up and walk. And, you know, my bathroom was probably about 15 feet from my bed and I will not want to drink because I didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom. So, so, so I would, it would be easier for me to suffer not eating and not drinking than to get up and go to the restroom. This is, wow. uh, today I drink a gallon of water a day. And so, so I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and my doctor told me that I will be living in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. So get, get my life in order to be living in a wheelchair. For about a year, I actually believed him. And after a year, I say, I'm way too young to live like that for the rest of my life. And, and I changed my mind. How, how old were you then? I was, so this was 2009. Wow. Okay. So, so this was uh, 12 years ago. So I was, I was in, in, my, in my, late, uh, my late 30s. Wow. Yeah, that is young. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I was and heroin. Excuse me. So heroin to hear that as well that you're going to spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and being a single parent, I had two kids uh, that I took care of myself. I have more. I had at the time multiple businesses that I ran. I said, yeah. how can how can I live life like <laughs> this? What what would they do? Uh, yeah. And. So for about a year, I actually believed the doctor and the truth of the matter, while I was taking medications and believing the doctor, I knew that my life just getting, I noticed that my life just getting worse. My life does not getting better with pain and with the medications. I will have more good days, but still, I, it still was a terrible experience. Yeah, I bet. And after about a year, I, I said, okay, I want to... Uh, I want to start healing my body, and I, and I, and th th there were some many events that happened in between. And at that time, I started opening myself up to other ways to heal myself, and and I actually got introduced that at that time that I I I met this lady that we became friends. Eventually, eventually we got married, and and she opened up many many doors for me to start to working with alternative healers and then alternative and I start working with the nutritionists and, and then I start working with other ways basically to heal our body because up until that point, you know, I would drink a ton of coffee every day. I will eat 
I will eat bread, I will eat meat, I will eat if if there was no meat in the in the in the dinner, it was not a dinner. It's I had to right. eat meat every day and I would yeah. eat sandwiches and I would very no no vegetables, very little fruits, but very, very unhealthy eating. Mm, I can uh, see that, yeah. And, and so, so to the nutritionist, I actually start eating healthier and 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 really eliminating all the the, the toxins that came into my body. And um, eventually, it took me about a year of working with my nutritionist, and, and I was able to fire my doctor. I say thank you very much. I appreciate everything that you've done, and let me go and heal myself now and continue what I'm doing. And this is when I start actually working with people, start coaching, because people that have seen me barely walking, have seen me walking with a cane, all of a sudden I stop walking with a cane, all of a, start, all of a sudden I start walking better. I, I eventually I ran a 5K um, hmm. run. And so, so people start coming to me and say, hey, Joel, what are you doing? And, and I start working with people, helping them to heal themselves as well, basically getting connected to the power that we have in ourselves. Now, this was a lot about the do and not do. Do this, don't do this. It was, in a sense, easier for me to do. Um, in the spring of 2013, I got a call from my sister in Israel, and she said, if you want to see mom alive for one more time, you have to come now. Yeah. I, I was in Israel probably less than 48 hours later. I was already in Israel. Luckily, my mom was still alive when I got there. Oh, yeah. And was able to share the last week of her life with her together, but it was priceless. Mm. And stayed there for another week and then came back home to Pittsburgh and to my home where my two kids that live with me uh, and my second wife at that time. And the following day after I got home, my wife at the time say, I'm leaving. So within a week time, I lost my mom and I lost my wife that I love them both dearly. Uh, wanting to die is an understatement. Mm. I didn't want to kill myself, but I was okay to die. Mm. And I stopped eating, I stopped sleeping. I, stopped, I It was a miserable of few months that I just couldn't couldn't function. I still function at work, but I could not function outside of work. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. Uh, and as I was seeking into start just to breathe, just start having the energy to breathe. And it was, it's, if I would not think about my mom, I would think about my wife. If I would not think about my wife, I would think about my mom. It was, it was a vicious cycle. I would sleep. If I was lucky, I would sleep 20 minutes a day for, for, for months. Yeah. Can't imagine and that. It was terrible. Mm. And after, after a while of going through this pain, I asked myself, the most important question of my life. I ask myself, how did I get here? What happened? Mm. Yep. How, how I end up living in a country. I never had a desire to live in the United States. I never even knew that Pittsburgh exists. Like, how did I end up here? <laughs> yeah. How did I end up having two marriages that fell apart? How did I end up having multiple businesses that I don't enjoy any of them? I did financially well, but I did not enjoy what I'm doing. It, it was like, what happened? And for obviously, obviously for us, uh, Simon, to understand how we got here, we have to go back, correct? Yeah. 
We have yeah. to go back. If we're driving from point A to point B, we have to understand where we're driving. The same thing with our life. Yeah. Eventually, it took me to the last day of first grade. As I finished first grade and the, and the teacher gave all the kids the report card and the diploma for finishing first grade and welcome to go to second grade. In my diploma, where it say welcome to go to second grade, there was a black mark and say, Joel, you are not going to second grade. You have to do first grade again. Mm. So as a seven-year-old, in my mind, smart kids going to second grade and, and obviously stupid kids have to do first grade again. And from that moment and on, everything that I did in my life was a reaction to that event. I the Excuse me. So I understand that. Yeah, definitely. And I'll share a story about that in a second, but yeah. So, 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 so it, back to your question and the reason that I had to give you such a long yeah, yeah. answer no, to I understand. your question, what, what happened? Because if I would just give you the answer, you will, it will be out of contact. Yeah. Probably the, the main thing that shift for me in 2013 and 14 and as time move on, because it took time. It didn't, it wasn't, there was the question that was powerful, but then it took me a while to find the answer. And then when I find the answer, it took me a while to understand the connection because everything in our life is all connected. There is, there is no, everything connected to what happened yesterday and everything that will happen tomorrow connected to what, who we are today. Yeah. And I shift my life from a point of living life as a as a destination okay. and as a calculation i need to get there i need to have this i need to have that many businesses i need to have that much money i need to do this me 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 my my which my, is my, the my. normal yeah yeah, yeah. yep and, and for me especially in my businesses and how i ran my businesses it was always i i negotiate all the time so when you negotiate with people at this for me it was always okay what would i say to make to see what you're going to say and how do i get what i want from my negotiation yeah. with you it was always it's a math game that i always play in my head whoever i was dealing with yeah it's impacted my relationship with my romantic intimate relationship it's impacted my relationship with my partners it's really impact the relationship with the people that I did business with, it's impact the relationship forever. And then I shift the relationship for life from a relationship of destination to a relationship of a journey. Because I understood that everything is connected. Mm. If everything is connected, everything is part of the journey. And when I shift the relationship to life as a journey, over a sudden, but things that used to be important are not important anymore. Things that I used to be so committed to, they're not as committed. And, you know, we share our story about last time when we talked about one of my clients about his, his work. And, and it, it's really understand how everything is connected. And if we let life happen and we let life evolve mm -hmm. the way that it's supposed to be evolving and just being in peace with our own, this is really the secret for me. Yeah. So, so do you think, as, as you're saying there, you know, this is, I'm sure the listeners are, are sort of leaning into this and, and listening with quite intent because this is how most people behave. 
you know, um, we tell people, you know, I tell people to set a vision of where you want to be. But I think, you know, I've realized over the years, because people say, okay, well, if you set a vision of where you want to be in five years time, what happens when you get there? You know, and we hear so many celebrities that achieve the success that they want to achieve. And then they become depressed and even take their own lives. Um, very sadly, because if you, to me, as you were talking there, I felt, well, how can we just go on a journey without having any destinations? And I'll ask you to explain that in a moment. But I did think as you were talking there, and I don't know about you listeners, if you felt the same, but if we are destination driven and we get to that destination, what next? Where's the fulfillment in next? So you end up just lurching from one destination to another destination rather than actually, as you say, enjoying the journey. And when I was a kid, I used to get in the car and I didn't really know where we were heading. I didn't really care where we were heading, but I always enjoyed the journey. I always enjoyed what I saw, the games I would play along the way, the songs we would sing, you know, the stops that we would have and the places we would see along the way. Um, the apple pie that my mum would always give me halfway through a journey was something I always looked forward to. It was always a journey, actually, thinking about it, that I looked forward to. It was never the, the destination of actually getting there, because once you got there, it was, yeah, is this it? So how, how do we cope, Joel, with the, the lack of a destination, or how do we do something differently then? Just explain that so perhaps the listeners and, and myself can understand that a little bit more. So... so the important part and where the work is, okay? And it's not it's not a one thing, okay, just one moment. And it, it, there is in one second that everything will come together. I just don't know when the second will happen, okay? So my people, it, it, it is in one second we understand it. First, first of all, my, what I share about my experience as a seven-year-old, we all have stories like that. We all have yeah. an experience like that. It's something happened early in our childhood that we say to survive life this is who i need to be and this is yeah. who i become okay. and, and, a and a teacher school had gave me exactly that same experience and i was probably a similar age seven or eight and yeah, that has had a huge impact on every part of my life and, and my business as well so i completely agree with that so, so we first of all have to understand how we got here yep okay once we understand how we got here then there's some work that needs to be around this event because even if we understand that the event and we know the event is still energetically something that's still sourcing us to do what we do. And I, mm -hmm. and, and I, I often say that we, most people living life as a reaction from fear because what really trapped in us, in our energy, when we have events like that, it's the energy of fear that's sourcing our life. And we surviving life by reacting from the energy of fear. So we, we need to understand that. And, and we need to come into, we there's an opportunity for us to come into peace, to live with ourselves. So often people ask me, hey, Joel, you know, are you mad at your ex-wife that she left you a week after, after your mom passed away? Obviously in the beginning, I was extremely, extremely mad. But as time passed on, I realized of what was opening up for my life thanks to all the events that happened to me. Yeah. The pain that we feel 
and the suffer that we feel, it's part of our growth. So if we understand that there's something available for us on the other side, why would we be afraid from pain? And people are afraid from pain and people will numb themselves from pain with a million ways, you know, over mm-hmm. drinking, over eating, over overdoing whatever whatever we're doing, over, overworking. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we as human doing just to numb the pain. But the yeah. pain, if we're not feeling the pain, we're not growing. The, the shift to, your, to, to, to living life from a life of a journey to a life of destination is when we are feeling comfortable and in peace in our own skin. This is when we can actually start living life peacefully hmm. as a life of a journey. If we are not comfortable, if we are, so for example, for me, I lived all my life as knowing that I'm stupid because, and this was many, many years past first grade, but the experience and the feeling that I, I felt is that I'm stupid. So I would never be comfortable in my own skin. Hmm. So I was always had to prove to myself or to prove to everybody else that I'm not stupid. But but it really doesn't matter energetically. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. Living from the space that I need to prove that I'm not stupid or living in a, in a space that I am stupid, it's the same energy. It's the same feelings that we feel in our body. Only sure. when I got in peace with myself and I say, hey, this is what happened. It's made an impact. And I survived life all the way until age 45 with all the tools that they have in my toolbox to live life. Yeah. Now it does not mean that they still need to use these tools for the rest of my life. Great. Thank you. Now I'm happy to be draw. I feel comfortable to be draw. Now, if I'm comfortable to be draw right here, right now, it's mean that I have to be, that I choose to be thankful to everybody and everything that happened into my life up until now. Yeah. I cannot be thankful to be Joel now, but just be made at peace and peace enough. Or made at yeah. the teacher that she put the marker. If yeah. the teacher will not put the marker back when I was seven years old, I will not be who I am here, right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we understand that, that everything is part of the journey, we can move forward as part of the journey. And yeah. if, a, if, a, if a business deal will go through, it's part of the journey. And if businesses does not go through, it's not part of the journey. It's not part of what the journey needs, but it's still part of the journey because we're learning something. We're experiencing yeah. something. Yeah. We're sourcing ourselves from a different place. It's just being okay right here, right now. Mm. Because if we are living life as destination, and I will be happy when I have this, I will be happy when I get that. We will never be happy because guess what? When we get there, we will be there. Yes. Yeah. And if we're not happy now, we will not be happy there. Yeah. It's it's interesting what you said earlier about it takes time because many of the people listening to this will have heard lots of other people talk about... um, those quick fixes. We live in a, in a life and a culture where everything happens, hap, has to happen in an instant. You know, it's the seven abs in seven, you know, washboard abs in seven days. It's that kind of scenario, isn't it? And it was interesting there that you acknowledged earlier that yes, you made the decision to, to live your life as a journey, not a destination, but it then took time. It didn't happen in an instant. You made the decision in an instant, perhaps, 
but the time for that to start to fulfill itself wasn't in an instant and, and i love the way you said that because listeners i think it's really important that you know yes things can happen like that but very rarely they do you know the truth is in what joel's saying here that it does take time it does take that evolution doesn't it because if you want it to stick it has to take time because it, as you say it's that connection of the journey uh, and i love the way you said that now i know you um usually when i see you on networking you have an image of a, a an egg eggshell behind you and a, and a book so tell the listeners a little bit about the the book and how we can find out more about you there you go you just put it on the screen listeners so uh, yeah the the eggshell effect so tell us a little bit more about that uh, and how how the listeners can get a copy of it sure so so actually uh, thank you for for mentioning that uh and the, the book that i wrote it's called the eggshell effect and it's about my life journey Mm-hmm. it's not about my life as I heal myself. It's more about my life, how I got sick in the first place. Because how I heal myself, it's my personal did this or didn't do that. But what is more common for people to read and to relate to them in themselves is how I got sick in the first place. Because as I share with you, my experience when I was seven years old, you immediately say, hey, I had a similar experience when I was mm-hmm. seven or eight. And most people that read my book can relate to their life by reading the book. So, yeah. so it is available if you, if you go to joelhawk.com, you, you can order the book from there. Yeah. Uh, or you, if you go to Amazon, you can order the book from Amazon. And, and, and the book is available. And what's, what's unique about this book, in the end of each chapter, there is an invitation to reflect and there's a place for the readers to write their own story. Okay. So, so my commitment when people read the book is that they're receiving value that go to impact their life. It's not mm-hmm. about people reading my story, feeling good, feeling bad, feeling, oh, great, this guy did this or this guy did that. It's not about that. It's what you do. If you read this book, how it's going to impact your life, what you go to find out for your life. And, and the name of the book is The Actual Effect. And yeah. I'd be happy to share how I came up with this name if you want me. Yes, please. Yeah. But just before you do, I just sure. want to tell the listeners, just so you know exactly where to go to get it, uh, the eggshell effect and Joel Hulk. So it's J-O-E-L, Joel, and then Hulk is H-O-L-C. Yeah. So it's joelhulk.com. They can go there and they can search on Amazon for that as well. Great. Cool. So yes, please tell us tell us the, the where the name came from then. Sure. So so as I share with you about 2013, after my mom passed and after wanting to, w- wanting to die and eventually ask myself, how did they get here? I remember when I was 10 years old, grew, grew up in Israel, grew up in a farm living, it's like grew up in a kibbutz. And, and that particular day, I was working, I was 10 years old and I was working, we had a petting zoo and I was working in the petting zoo. And in the petting zoo, we had a, a shed where we had some animals that were living in, cage, in small cages mm-hmm. that they needed temperature control. And we also had an incubator for eggs that were abandoned. Yep. And I was sweeping the floor and all of a sudden I see a chick trying to break to the eggshell. And I was fascinated by that. Now this place, Simon was running by the kids. Only kids worked there. We had one adult that supervised 
the right. kids to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves, that we don't hurt the animals. But it, yeah. it was a nice size um, place. And, and the reason that I'm sharing is it's just, again, to show you how the journey, it, like it is a journey because the likelihood yeah, yeah, yeah. of all this stuff to happen, it's in the millisecond. So, so then I see that so I'm sweeping the floor. I see the cheek breaking the eggshell and then, and then I'm fascinated by that. And then I'm going back and I see the cheek break again and then stop. Now I was worried as a 10 year old, I was worried that the cheek will choke inside the egg. And I'm reaching out with my arm to help the chick to break the eggshell. <laughs> and it just happened to be that the gentleman, the, the older gentleman that was there that supervised yeah. us just happened to stand next to me. It, 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 just, it just happened to stand next to me. And yeah. he immediately grabbed my arm and he said, don't do that. And I looked at him and I say, why not? Because in my mind, I want to help the chick. Why don't you let me yeah. help the chick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he said that the chick needs to build its muscles inside the eggshell by breaking the eggshell to live outside the mm -hmm. eggshell. Yep. And if I will help the chick to break the eggshell, it will die because it will not have the muscles to stand and to start to survive life outside the eggshell. Wow. Now, as a 10-year-old, I didn't really think about it too much. Fast forward 35 years later, when my life falling apart, and I understood, I started to understand how I got here. And I said, what if throughout all my life, with all my fears, with all my fear of abandonment, with fear of people making fun of me, fear of not able to read and write because I did not finish. I, I had to do first grade again because eventually I was diagnosed with dyslexia. But it's something that carried me on throughout all my life. You know, reading and writing, it's something that I really don't enjoy doing. Yeah. So I build this eggshell around myself to protect myself from the world, to protect myself from society, to build, to make myself look something that I'm really not. And, and as my life fell apart, I was begging and dying for, for, for a quick fix. Like, like you say, you know, we yeah. want things quick <laughs> and, and, and nothing was quick. Nothing was right here, right now fixing. And I say, what if, like the eggshell 35 years ago. Now is my turn to break the eggshell that I built around myself all my life to see what is available on the other side. Yeah, to yeah. see what freedom look like, what living with no limitations look like. And at that moment, I shift my relationship to what we call problems and challenges. I shift to a relationship to an opportunity. Okay, mm -hmm. hey, this is something that happened right now. It doesn't make me feel good. But what is the opportunity? What is here for me to learn? This is another piece of the eggshell that I built around myself to protect myself from the world. Now is my turn to, and time to break it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to see what is available. So now all of a sudden, the things that showing up in my life and the people that doing businesses, hey, why the deal does not go the way that you want to? Or why things don't move as quick as you want? What is in it for you to learn from it? Yeah. Who and are that, you being? And that's a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? And I'm sure people listening to this are thinking, yeah, yeah, I can see how, you know, I've had instances in my life when they've been hard, but they have been uh, strengthening. They have been character building and they 
you know, if we think of ourselves as the chick, you know, it they have helped us break through that that eggshell. Where I think the thing is, what we all have to determine, and it goes back to that question: How did I get here? We all need that eggshell moment, don't we? That's the sequel for the next book, by the way, the eggshell moment. Um, we need to know when it is that we need to start tapping on the eggshell, you know, because you know, are we strong enough right now to start? you know, start that exercise. But as you say, that that's why I like the time thing, because it's not just one tap and the whole eggshell falls apart. It's the process of breaking through the eggshell that actually makes us stronger as well, doesn't it? And that time is needed. Yeah, you know, it's essential, isn't it, really, from what you said about what the guy told you when you were way back just 10. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's take, it's take, everything take time. Yeah. Yeah. So why do we think that when we want things to get fixed, we want them to be quickly? It does yeah. not work like that. No. You, you know, it, 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 even even car accidents or sicknesses, and, and you know, even sicknesses, especially sicknesses, it's take time to get sick. People yeah. don't get sick as quickly. It's not one second and over. We see it in one second. But even car accident, God forbid, or sickness, God forbid, it's take time to get to a car accident. You know, it's take time to learn how to drive. It's take time to drive. It's like, we're not, hopefully most people don't get into a car accident the first moment that they're getting into a car. It's take, they can drive for years before yeah. they're getting into a car accident. So it's take time for everything to show up in our life. It's take time for us to learn, to grow and to heal. I, I call it, we're living in a microwave age. I mean, we, we're living in time that we want right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's on a timer. Yeah. So, so listeners, you can go to the website, joehulk.com. The Eggshell Effect is, is the book, and we'll give you some, some links and some other ways that you can reach out to, to Joel as well. Um, you've given us some, some real insights here, and you know, we've gone a little bit off piece with the questions, which is great because you know, you've shared such um, valuable insights. And yeah, it's very, very precious that you're able to share that with us and with the listeners. And I know people will really appreciate that. So uh, on their behalf, I say thank you for that. And that amazing question of how did I get here? You know, how many times do we need to stop and think that? And we've missed the opportunity because we've just carried on and on and on getting to that next destination. So I want, I want to come to the... Uh, the sort of penultimate question. If you could give people one tip, one lesson that they could do something with that they can take away from this podcast, that they can do something about or do something with, what would it be, Joel, that you would share with people? One tip that they can get from this. Mm, what can you give them today? What, what would you say to them? What can they do today? What can they you know, start that uh, process of you know what would you share with them uh, consider mm -hmm. that we're living life as a reaction from fear okay and this is not the only way to live life we can actually choose and create our life and you have the freedom to create and to choose it, but we need to really understand where, where is fear running into our life and 
I mean, we can probably talk about what I say right now for another three hours and we will still <laughs> yes. have another three hours <laughs> to talk about it. Yep. But, but, ju but just consider that this is, it's great. Wherever you are, it's great. And you can grow and keep evolved to where you want to be and, and what you want to create from here. But we really, we need to understand how we got here. Yeah. yeah. And, and from what you're saying there is to stop and think about the, the role that fear has played in that yeah. and, and how the role it plays in our lives as well. Of course. Yeah. I think you're right. So on a more positive uh, note from, from, you know, the fear side of things, if you were to have your next smoothie, Joel, in a dream location, so you've traveled around the world. I didn't realize uh, it's the first time I've heard you mentioned that you were born in Argentina. So if you could have your next smoothie in a dream location as you wake up, other than where you are, so I know you live on the shore of Lake Erie, so we'll exclude that for the moment. But if you could have a dream location, where would that smoothie be? So, so you know, Simon, I, I all about life journey. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Okay. I'm exactly, I, it, there is no there. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm thankful for where I am. So um, my, my commitment is to make is to continue making a difference in people's life and to see to see where this journey will lead me to yeah. and to support people all over the world uh, with my work and to support people to become yeah. uh, to, 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 to live in peace with themselves and this is my commitment so I, and I'm certain that this journey would lead me to different places in the world I, I think that being reconnected to to a big piece of water, I think that I, I will want to continue that to stay close to water. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, you know, spending most of your your life in Israel on the on the edge of the Mediterranean. So, uh, you know, the Mediterranean is just a big lake, isn't it? You know, in uh, in American terms. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, so it's more about the moment, and I, and I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great to have you as a guest. Really do appreciate your time. Listeners, go and grab a copy of The Eggshell Effect. Reach out to Joel at his website. And most importantly, do something with what you've heard us talk about here. Take a, a level of awareness, which is always one of my missions, of where, you know, you feel comfortable and peaceful with what you've listened to today for some of you it may have triggered certain emotions certain thoughts um, you know just be aware of that of how it's made you feel you know and and where you're at right now and yeah ask that vital question how did i get here <laughs> uh, i tell you I've, I've actually traveled in a car sometimes and i've got to a destination i've traveled three hours to work one day and i sat there in the car park thinking, how did I get here? And I couldn't remember any of the turns, any of the things that had happened, but I got there. That was the most important thing. So, so thank you very much for giving up your time, Joel. And uh, I really list, look forward to having you listeners on the next podcast. And Joel, I look forward to continuing our connection. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Simon. I enjoy our time together and I trust uh, that your listeners receive value from our conversation. I definitely receive it and I enjoy our conversation. Everyone for a wonderful day. Great. And listeners, as always, leave a review. Tell us what you thought of this podcast. Give us any comments. 
any feedback is much appreciated and I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.